Hey, you. Yeah, you, the one listening to this podcast right now. I'm guessing you tune into Docs Outside the Box because taking control of your career is really important to you. Now, our sponsor, Provider Solutions and Development, they have a team of experts that are ready to guide Docs just like you through today's job landscape. They've also got exclusive access to hundreds of positions nationwide. So whether you're looking to dive deeper into your specialty work or let's keep it real, you're trying to find a healthier work-life balance, it's important to start the conversation with them right now. Contact them at info.psdconnect.org forward slash docs outside the box. This episode is brought to you by Set for Life Insurance. Listen, Docs, one of the first steps we took to pay off our student loan debt was realizing we paid way too much for our disability insurance. That all changed when we found Set for Life Insurance. They helped us with a customized insurance policy that met our needs and most of all, budget. To learn more, check out setforlifeinsurance.com. All right, guys. Welcome back to our second episode with Dr. Ronnie Shalev. Uh, we're going to be talking about everything with real estate syndications. Dr. Ronnie, what's up? What's good? How you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, tell us the company that you represent again, because we need to know that. Shalwin Properties. And you are a, a f- are you former or are you kind of still like a current ER doc who's uh, working full time in working full time in uh, medicine? How do you describe in real estate? How do you describe that aspect of yourself? Yeah. Uh, so I'm a board certified ER physician turned real estate investor. I was able to leave clinical medicine because of my investments in real estate. Oh, so you don't um, practice anymore. You're done. I don't. Yeah. What, I left when's the last time you practice? Uh, January, I took a shift. <laughs> it's September <laughs> when we're recording this. This is a long time. Okay. All right. I, I got you. All right. Well, listen, where we left off was um, you were describing the differences in active investing, owning a property, owning, you know, however many duplexes, single family homes and what have you. You're managing everything versus going into a syndication, which is on the passive side. Um, so let's quickly talk about um, let's talk about vetting a sponsor because you said the sponsor is the person who puts all of these deals together and then you have to develop a relationship with a sponsor. So how exactly do you vet a sponsor? How do you know that what he or she is telling you is legit? How do I know that Dr. Ronnie is telling me what's on the up and up? Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways to vet a sponsor. Um, the first one is to talk to them. find out what their values are, what their strategy is, what their investment criteria is. You want to ask about their track record. You want to ask what is their education about it? What are their, um, like, how do they mitigate risk? Um, So there's a lot of different things that you want. How are they going to be involved in the project? Who's going to be on their team? Uh, Where do they look for their properties? So, uh, so is, when you're having so when you're having this conversation, you're not having a conversation with their partners. Like you, you have to be talking with the person who's at the top, the head. Correct? No, you can talk to one of the sponsors. Um, okay, gotcha. So a lot of the times, the sponsorship team of each deal varies. So with Shawin Properties, we team up with other sponsors um, to complete the sponsorship team. So you want to make sure that the sponsorship team has enough experience, has a good track record, you know, 
is aligned with where you want to invest. Um, so you really want to be looking for, and that's what's good about these syndications is because every syndication might have is a different deal. It's going to be a different sponsorship team. And you might know just one sponsor. So if you're investing with me, each investment might be with a different team. Um, and that's very common. Um, it's not like we had a fight and we don't want to work together again. It's very common to team up multiple companies um, with in, in, for different deals. Okay. And so when you're trying to understand the numbers, I think probably... You know, you probably hear from doctors who are like, look, like this is another language. This is like legalese or, you know, econ or, you know, all this mm -hmm. complex mathematics. From what I hear, it's not that complex if you take the time to understand it. But what are some specific numbers that folks should be trying to understand when they are trying to understand how the syndication is working? If it's, in a, if it's a good deal or a bad deal? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty the, the there's so many metrics to look at. My favorite metric is equity multiple. You put, in 100, 000, okay. you put in $100,000, what do you have at the end of the year, at the end of the deal? Do you have 180, which is 1.8x? Do you have 200,000? That's 2x. And then you just take that money you made. So if I put in 100 and I'm done and I'm over and I get 200 at the end. So I made $100,000 on my 100,000, right? And it took five years. So 100 divided by five, that's 20% return a year. That seems pretty good. We, you're not getting that in the stock market. <laughs> you know, so 20% is a really good return. Um, but I'm, I'm, actually, it's higher than that because on that 20%, you're not paying the taxes that you would have paid if you made 20% in the stock market. So let's say you bought some stock in some company and it exploded, you sold that stock, you're going to have to pay if it's, if you held it for a week or you held it for six months, or it depends, you're going to, you might have to pay short-term capital gains, long-term capital gains. When you're um, in the real estate, you're going to be getting the depreciation. You're not going to be paying taxes. So essentially you're getting an extra, you know, 20%. So that 20% that you actually got is actually more because you didn't pay taxes on it. What about, um, you know, because what I get concerned about when I because I'm an active investor and then I'm also interested in going into passive investing. But within the active realm, yo, if someone falls down a flight of stairs, like I'm, I get a little nervous about that. But I got I'm not I got insurance. Right. But that always makes me a little nervous. What about for these large one hundred ninety six unit, three hundred unit spots? Like, how do you handle like liability and. Like if I invest passively, can I get brought up in a lawsuit? How does all that work? Oh yeah, that's a great question. Actually, you are you have limited liability. You're a limited partner, so they cannot name you. Um, we have insurance that covers those kind of losses. We have an umbrella policy. We have insurance for the property. We have insurance for accidents, floods, etc. We have all of that. We also carry business interruption insurance. Um, so if there's a fire and 10 units are down and we, those, those tenants move out, we lost 10 units of revenue. We have a special insurance policy that covers that loss of revenue. So that kicks in. Um, so you actually can't, you have very limited liability when you are a passive investor. 
Here's a tip when looking for your next job. Understand your strengths and weaknesses. For example, if you've been practicing for a while and you know you have a problem with closing charts, then it's important that you find a place that's gonna help you have administrative help, right? So there are plenty of options when it comes to your career in medicine. But just like every patient is different, every physician has their own personal definition of success. And that's where our sponsor steps in. Provider Solutions and Development doesn't bring just one answer for all. They are recruitment experts focusing on who you are before helping you find what you're meant to be. So whatever you're ready for next, they'll help you find it with no quotas, no commissions to get in the way. So even if you're looking for a more collegial feel at work or just, heck, a more healthier work-life balance, they can help find the right fit for you. So reach out today at info.psdconnect.org forward slash docs outside the box. Okay. All right. Now, what about understanding the market? Because I know that, you know, it's, you know, everything like politics, everything is local. So I'm assuming the person who's going to invest with you, they need to understand the local market also. Like they need to do their homework within that realm also, right? Actually, no. Um, When you're a passive investor, you are relying on the sponsor to have done that research for you. So when with my company, Shawin Properties, we are looking at landlord-friendly states. We're looking at uh, sub-markets that have low uh, vacancy, high occupancy, multiple economic drivers. People are moving. There's multiple different employers in the area. I mean, the last thing you want is one employer with a factory and the factory closes down. Then everybody moves away. So I'm the one that's doing that research. Um, My team is doing that research. We're going and we're finding within a market, a certain sub-market that we want to invest in. And we're looking at hundreds of deals that are coming through and making sure that the deal that we get under contract makes financial sense. There's assumptions around the market, what the market's going to do over the next five years. So a lot of times we're analyzing what's happening, what's being built, what headquarters are moving, um, what land is being developed. So we have to be really the finger on the pulse of that entire submarket. So you don't have time to do that as a passive investor. You're busy as a trauma surgeon saving I'm lives. I'm putting in central lines, yeah. <laughs> taking out gallbladders. <laughs> right. Not as a trauma surgeon. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do acute care surgery also. Oh, you do. <laughs> I'm one of those. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, it's it's um, either way, whichever way we want to look at it. Like, even if I'm just doing trauma surgery, um, or if I do acute care surgery, like you know, I'm coming home and I'm trying to maximize what I can do in the OR. Um, it's really it could be daunting, and I think it could cause paralysis. I think. Um, when you're trying to learn something completely new and you don't know whether to take that deal or not. So I think um, taking it from this perspective makes it a lot easier um, to to actually take action, which I think, you know, I try to always, uh, you know, press upon our audience that it's really important to take action and kind of go from there and decide what kind of, you know, actions you're going to take to fix that, so to speak. So um, I want to ask you about, you know, skin in the game. Is it important for your sponsor to have skin in the game also? Should they also, should he or she be invested in this property also? Is that common? Absolutely. So there are sponsors that don't put their own money into the deals. 
Um, my should you run away from that, or yes, is that a yes. bad thing or a good? thing? I would. I would. Okay. Every single deal that my company is buying, I'm personally, I'm a limited partner and an active partner. So I'm, I'm putting in my own money and I'm spending my time. I'm spending months and months um, working on the deal prior to it even being presented to my investors. So really the ultimate, the ultimate sweat equity is, is time and then I'm also, you know, in it within the money for sure. Okay. Let's talk about initial investment. What are we talking about? Like what's, you know, for that, let's say that deal that's 196 units and so forth. What's the average amount that you're expecting someone to put in? What, what should they be expecting to, to, to bring up? Yeah. Is there I a, mean, minimum, a minimum amount that they have to bring in? Each deal is different. Um, I'm seeing in the market, like with other sponsors that they're asking between 75 and a hundred thousand dollars as a minimum investment. We've in the past, we've done between 50 and a hundred, um, between depending on the deal as a minimum. And y'all not doing payment plans, right? No payment plans. (laughs) (laughs) You want that money up front. Okay. So we're talking about, you need to have that money. Like I don't, you know, we don't want investors that they take everything that they own and put it into this one deal. Whenever you're investing in anything, you need to be prepared to lose it. So I don't, you can't touch that money for the life of the deal. That means like, you, you, you have to have enough to, it's not like that is your, that's what's going to be paying your mortgage for the next six months. So you need to have enough. And that's why the SEC is so strict with the regulations, because they want to make sure that financially people are um, able to invest in these and they're not making rash decisions. Let's go back to that thing again, because I, I still don't understand that part about if you are a sponsor, you have to have a personal relationship with every investor. Explain that to me. Like, how do, like, what? Like, how do you prove that? I don't understand that. Like, yeah. ex- explain that. So, there's a five. So, there's two types of deals that you might do. There's more than two types, but the two types of deals that I do. So, there's something called a 506B. Um, and that is you have to have a relationship. These type of deals we do not advertise. So, I need to be able to know you. Um, the, the SEC wants us to ask questions like, how much do you want to invest? How are you going to invest? What's your net worth? What's your profession? Are you married? You know, to have some sort of understanding, um, that you can actually participate in this deal. Okay. So it's not a friendship, but it's more or less like a working relationship. It's a working relationship. Cause I, yeah. I know my friends, I don't be asking them all this money. Like, <laughs> it has to be. Yeah, exactly. And that's why my pockets. Yeah. it can't be just someone that, you know, I've been hanging out with. I need to have those discussions because no one really knows what the other person's portfolio or what their bank account looks like. Um, and if someone says, I only have $20,000 in my bank account, but I'm, you know, I'm going to pour everything. I'm going to say, don't, don't, don't do this investment. Like you don't want to put all your, everything that you have into one investment. That should, you should never do that for anything. Um, so that's why these conversations are good. The second type of SEC regulated transaction that we do is something called a 506 C. Um, and that is where you are required to be an accredited investor and that has to be third party verified. So what is an accredited investor? You have to make $200,000 as a single individual or $300,000 as a married couple 
or you have to have a million dollars of net worth. So if you get a letter saying, I'm a, I'm a accredited investor, we don't have to have that relationship. That means you can just say, um, I, I want in the deal. I looked at it. I reviewed it. I watched your webinar. Um, yeah. So, you know, and then we can establish a relationship. Personally, I like to have a relationship with my investors. So I like to know that kind of stuff. I like to know where they are, what's going on with them, what are their goals, what is their criteria, because that also steers, if I have most of my investors that are looking for um, properties in Texas, then I'm going to know, okay, I, I want to be looking for Texas. But what if the majority of my investors say, I don't want Texas, I want Arizona, then I'm going to start looking in Arizona. Um, so really knowing that kind of stuff is, is important to me. The other thing is, is that dur during the entire uh, investment, we are interacting. So I'm sending uh, updates monthly um, about the property. I'm sharing financials. Um, so we will be having relationship, like a relationship. It's a business relationship, but um, it's a cordial one. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, okay. So for the person who's listening right now, they're like, okay, I get everything possible initial contribution may be like $50,000, maybe higher. Realistically, we're talking about attendings at this point who mm -hmm. are doing this type of investment, not really residents or med students, which is fine, right? Um, how soon before they start to see benefits, right? Like the tax benefits or even maybe a return on investment that's worth it. Are we talking years, like five years down the line? Are we talking by the end of the year on average? What what kind of benefits or how long before you you think that most people who are investing with you or someone who wants to work with a syndication, how soon should they expect these type of benefits to kind of come through? Yeah. So the tax benefits are the first year or year one and throughout the life of the investment. So you're going to get that K-1 that you're going to give to your accountant and it's going to have depreciation on there. The equity multiple that I talked about, that's my favorite metric. That is at the end of the deal. So that's five years from the time you invest. Um, so the big chunk that you get is five years from now. Now, at the end of year one, year two, year three, year four, you do get some cash flow, but that really depends on the specific deal. I wouldn't say, let me put everything that I own, <laughs> that I have into this deal so that I can live on this cash flow. That one deal is not going to do, not going to be enough to do that. Mm, so you have to be, or you suggest if financially it's possible, if you have the disposable income to consider multiple syndications. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. If, now you I know, get it. Okay. So I would say, you know, you come to me and say, Hey, I really like your, you know, Shaolin properties. I like what you guys are focused on. I like that you guys are doing value add strategy. You're focusing on recession resistant assets. I have $200,000 to invest. I would say, okay, let's figure out how much to spread out between each deal because I wouldn't want you to put $200,000 in one deal. Because then it's all eggs in one basket. So I do think like, okay, well, let's see, you know, why don't you put 75 in this one and then, you know, 75 in the next one and then maybe 50 in the, in the third one. We would, we would spread it out. Mm, okay. All right. That makes sense. So listen, like if someone wants to work with you, 
what's the how are how do they get in contact with you and then kind of take us through the process of setting up that relationship to the point where they possibly may be investing with you yeah i think the easiest thing is to set up a call with me um i have a calendly link so it's calendly.com forward slash shalwin properties and that's the easiest thing set up a call we'll talk we'll see if we're a right fit for each other We'll see what you're looking for. I'll go over the, you know, our investment criteria. We'll we'll talk about, you know, what is what's your goals, and that is the beginning of the of the relationship. And then once I get deals, you are, you're added to my mailing list. And the next steps are we I send you know weekly newsletters to my investors. And when I have a deal, I, I say, hey, we have a deal. These are, the, these are the numbers we're looking for. It's located here. We love the deal here. Here's the offering memorandum. And then we ask that the investor, um, there's an investor interest form. Like you fill that out. Like, hey, I'm interested. So you fill it out. We hold your spot. Then we give a webinar for an entire hour just about that property. And we go into depth. Like about the submarket, about the market, about the growth, about the financial plan, about the loan, about the team. I mean, we go into a lot of depth. And then you, all you have to do is decide, am I in or am I not in? And it's okay to not be in. You can be on my investor you know, list. You know, doc, you know, doctors are a lot of, there's a lot of people pleasers who are doctors, just so you know. So everybody, yeah. she means it. It's okay. You can say no. <laughs> you can say no like, Hey, I saw that you might have said I expressed interest and then you watch the webinar and, and then I say, hey, we're holding your spot. Did you want it? And you can be like, I thought about it. I don't really want to do it yet. I'm not ready. Okay. Tell me why. No problem. And then I'll give you the next deal. But you don't have to feel bad and say, oh, I don't want to say I feel bad. No, it's it's like, are you in? Are you out? Like the deal's moving forward, whether you're in or you're out. Like there's someone else that's going to want it. That's how like sought after these deals are, um, and that's my, my one of my mission is I want doctors to start doing it because we're always uh, we're so busy taking care of other people that we are not taking care of our finances, and this is an option out there for a lot of people, and a lot of people know about it, and doctors don't. Hey, listen, everyone, she has a heart of a teacher, and um, I really mean that, and this was really great. So. Ronnie, uh, we're going to put all of the links that you mentioned, or excuse me, Dr. Ronnie, we're going to put a lot of the links that you mentioned in the show notes. Uh, once again, folks, like, listen, this is all about educating you all on the different options that we can do um, to just make ourselves better doctors, um, make ourselves better people, make ourselves develop wealth that we can pass on and so forth. Um, so we are teaming up with Shawin Properties um, to not only get you guys the information, um, but also maybe get some future deals. So once again, we're going to have those, those links in the show notes. Dr. Ronnie, thanks for coming on Docs Outside the Box. Uh, once again, leave that. Tell us what that that main URL is if people want to work with you in the future. Yeah, if you want to, I have a webinar that if you just want to learn about, you know, passive investing and, and syndications, it's passive investing for beginners. So that's at invest.shalwinproperties.com. If you want to set up a call with me, uh, you already know enough and you just you're you're ready to to get to know me and for me to get to know you, then calendly.com forward slash Shawin properties. <laughs> <laughs> 
if you guys aren't if you guys aren't watching on YouTube, Dr. Ronnie has some fancy background going on. So I'm super proud of her. So, but hey, guys, we're gonna have all that in the show notes. Dr. Ronnie, thanks again for coming on Docs Outside the Box. Thank you so much for having me. Hey guys, thanks again for listening as well as supporting Docs Outside the Box. Listen, this show is produced by Darko Media Group and the dope audio experience is edited by the one, the only Christian Parry, also known as your podcast pal. Links to him in the show notes. Listen, this is Dr. Nee, the Doc Outside the Box. I'll catch you on the next one. Peace.